Hello, and welcome to the Appetence Family Podcast. My name is Amy Polinich, and I'm the creator of Appetence Families, where I help mummers to live simply, birth simply, and parent simply. In this series, I discuss with my beautiful Appetence mummers their birth stories in attempt to expose the real and raw truth about birth and bring light to a wide variety of birth experiences out there, from natural vaginal births to epidurals, cesarean sections, and home birth, and everything in between. This month's birth story is with Adele, who's a nutritionist, and she came and did her body balancing workshop with me. We did a private workshop at her house, and that's how we initially met. And she's jumped on the podcast today to talk about the birth of her first and second baby, and it's really interesting, the comparison between both the pregnancy, birth, and postnatal breastfeeding journey between the two. And also the lessons that she learned from her first that she took into her second. I am so excited for you guys to hear. I feel like you may learn some lessons as well from listening to this birth story because the beautiful reflection that Adele does on both of them is just so beneficial. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Adele. My pleasure. It's an honour, actually. Great. Nice way to round off my birthing journey. Isn't it? (laughs) Summarising them all together, making a nice little comparison between the two. Beautiful. So Adele is a nutritionist, Mm -hmm. and she's had two bubbers, and one of which is in her, what do you call it? A little wrap. A little wrap, as we speak. So if we hear a little bubba noises, then it's just coming from baby Jude. (laughs) Um, beautiful. So did you want to start from the start, start from your first babe and your pregnancy with her? Yeah. Oh, it's just, um, comparing the two of them. And I think this was my very first lesson in not comparing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the true. pregnancy, the birth, everything with Evie was so different to Jude. So with my darling little Evie, I was so very, very sick. I couldn't eat anything I was living on pasta and cheese which was you know really challenging for a nutritionist yeah. I just was really feeling absolutely terrible um I recruited the help of the coast of coast life I had oh, great. wonderful midwife Alison yes. um so she was a brilliant support through the pregnancy with Evie um pregnancy was like really straightforward with her you know like no, nothing untoward apart from mm-hmm. the really bad sickness that had me, you know, having days off work. And How long was that for? That was, oddly enough, until like three days before my wedding that we were oh. talking about before. You know, I was thinking I'm like, my wedding's going to be shocking because I am so, so sick. Oh, my gosh. But it was just like a cloud lifted a few days before that and I wasn't vomiting as much. My wedding was so meant to be by the sounds of yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, so it was until about 17 weeks. Perfect. Okay, cool. Did you do any treatment to help with that throughout pregnancy? I tried a bit of acupuncture. Mm -hmm. It didn't help. Mm -hmm. And then having people recommend things like, oh, have you tried any ginger or B6? You just, again, it's funny because that's the stuff I used to recommend to women too that would come into the health food store that I was working in. And I'd be like, oh, you know, sip on some ginger tea or have some B6. And the look on their face was just like... Shut up. You, <laughs> you really can't comprehend it until you're there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, none of that helped. The only thing was, like, carbs. Carbs yes. and carbs and yeah. sleeping, um, yeah. resting. 
I did actually, um, under the guidance of my pharmacist husband and yeah. my beautiful midwife, Alison, we tried um, like a, a medication that was an antihistamine yeah. that really that okay. really helped. So, it did help. Well, I think Great. it just helped me sleep. And that yeah. was that was the worst time was at night. Yeah. Um, the nausea would really come. So that was that was tricky. Um, mm. But we got through that and then, yeah, it was pretty much smooth sailing from there. Um, yeah, I didn't, you know, I just was doing yoga, walking, just keeping fit and healthy basically. Perfect. And was able to start eating normally. Yeah. Um, a bit more into the... You know, middle of the second trimester. Yeah. Um, and the birth with Evie really kind of took us all by surprise. Yes. Yeah. She came just over 37 weeks. Um, I'd gone to see Alison in the afternoon with my student midwife. I had um, a student midwife at the time who was my actually a friend of mine. So I've had her along as a support person, which was amazing. So that was like a connect midwife. They came to your antenatal appointment. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. She was a friend. So I kind of invited her. I'm like, do you want to come to my birth? Like I, you know, I just thought it'd be nice to have an extra support person being my first. So Ellen was there with me. Oh, darling. (laughs) (laughs) When can we start talking about me? Yeah. Um, So Ellen was there, but we got sent up to... We'd, I'd gone to one of my um, antenatal appointments and um, what I was telling Alison, we kind of all were a bit uncertain about Evie's movements and her position as well. So mm. she was really tricky to palpate, which I think I should mention, I do have a heart-shaped uterus, so a yes. corneal uterus. So that kind of possibly plays into that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, she was kind of like all smooshied into one side. Yeah. Um, I think it would definitely play into the difficulty in palpating and, yeah, her maybe being in a funny position. Yeah. yeah. So um, she she was head down, but we were just uncertain of kind of in what head down position. Mm. And also her movements had really changed. Um, they, they felt a bit, I guess, softer. Mm. So we got sent up to the hospital at, yeah, 37 and 2 weeks, I believe it was. And um, we were sitting there waiting and Ellen had done some acupressure points on me. And then she's like, I, I'm just going to go now. Like, if you, you and Tom are happy waiting here, yeah. you know, they'll just do the CTG and then you'll get to go home. Awesome. I was like, oh, great. Okay. Like, we're just waiting, waiting, waiting. And we got the CTG done. Everything was fine. Um, but they wanted an obstetrician to come in and talk to me before I went home. Mm. So I was like, okay, we'll, we'll wait. And yeah. then there was unfortunately a few emergencies that night. So we were mm. not a priority at that mm-hmm. stage. So we were sitting there waiting and I feel this massive pop and I'm like, Tom, something just popped. And he was like, I've just put me in bed. And I got up and there was just water everywhere. Oh my God. Water and my plug. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is happening. And I just remember shaking and going to the bathroom and tell like calling the midwife in because we didn't have Alison with us at that stage. Yeah. And I said to her, my water's broken. She said, are you sure you haven't just wet yourself, love? And yeah. I was like, um, I'm sure, like, you want to have a look at a lot. <laughs> and so at that stage, they were kind of like, okay, and they offered me the GBS swab, and I was like, no, not, yeah. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. And then offered me some Panadol, and I'm thinking, why? Why am I getting all of this stuff? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I just, like, I just want to go wrong. to a dark room and just yes. hide away for a little bit. Yeah. And I kept saying no, 
to all of these things. And then the obstetrician came in and he was lovely, but he said, if you haven't gone into labor by the morning, we will induce you. And uh, I said, no, I'm fine. Like, I'm like, no, you well, you won't. And yes. it's all good. I, I just want to call my midwife. Yeah. So I called her and she said, don't worry, you would have had your baby by the morning. Like, yes. it's fine. She's like, don't worry about it. Um, and she's like, just see what happens. And they gave us the option of going home or going into a room and kind of just getting set up, ready to go. And yeah. I was so torn. I'm like, do I go home and then have to turn around and come back? Yeah. Or do, do we wait and then maybe I'm in labor for a very long time? I just don't know. Yeah. Um, but I was starting to get contractions at that stage. Like they mm-hmm. weren't. They were they were just a tickle compared yes. to everything. Like they weren't anything. Yeah. Long. Although at the time, first baby would have been so excited. Oh yes. my gosh, I'm getting contractions! Oh, I was so excited, but so nervous as well. And Tom and I, being such rookies, ah. we didn't have the bag in the car. We had nothing with us. Tom was still in his work uniform. Yeah. So the poor guy had to like run home, get all of our bags, yes. get baby bag, pack something for him, like stop at the shop and get some snacks because yes. I hadn't made any of the food that I wanted to make. I'm oh, like, I have yes. all this time because you know in birth education yes you kind of told first baby you could be waiting a while you know, yes this might, you might get to 40 plus it. 10 yeah <laughs> so I thought I'm like I got ages and I'd only yes. just finished work too so yes. I was a bit bummed I'm like oh I don't get any of my maternity leave yeah so it was a weird mix of excitement and nerves fair call yeah and so um they kind of the midwives at the hospital kept coming in and checking on us and saying I think they really wanted Alice in there because I wasn't you know under their care exactly it was just a very weird in-between kind of thing like it was a, yeah. a weird situation so we called her um around midnight and were she, you contracting just bits and pieces at the moment I like it's funny like I feel like I was so out of my head if with, yes. that, with that birth I don't really remember like Good. everything was coming quite frequently and yeah the midwife on duty must have assumed like she's progressing well because yeah we want Alison here now. So yes. we called her and she came in um, and I think pretty much straight away, like, got me in the shower, yeah. which was amazing. Oh. Tom had a tap on my belly and she had one on my back and Great. we were in there for a very long time, Tom tells me. Not very long, like a, maybe an hour or so. Yeah. Um, and then I started to kind of, I guess, lose it a little bit. Yeah. Um, was very... Just quite vocal and yeah. asking for things that I weren't part of my birth plan. So yeah, yeah. I was, you know, asking for an epidural. I think at one stage, which yeah. people had a bit of a giggle about, like demanding. I'm like, no, just take me now for a season. Yeah, <laughs> I want this to be over. <laughs> and I'd also written in my birth plan no um, internal examinations. Yeah. And I asked Alison for one, and Tom was like, I don't think this is a good idea, Adele. Like, right. He was trying to talk me off the edge of all of the things that I was asking for that weren't in this plan. Good I on said him. to him, I'm like, yeah. you make me stick to this. Like, yes. This is what I yeah. really, really want, and I needed yeah. him to, you know, and I can yeah. be quite persuasive. Because really he could only do so much because then he feels bad being like, no, you're not allowed. Yeah. But I want to. It's my body. Yes, yeah, it's a bit right. of a tricky situation. Yeah. And so Alison checked me and she said, um, she's like, you're only two centimetres. But she's like, but just remember that this doesn't mean, she's like trying to explain to me, it doesn't mean anything. Yes. By this stage I was like hysterical. We had to call. That would have been really hard news it, to it hear. It was really hard news to hear. And um, 
my student midwife had got there, Ellen had got there at that time yeah. and had walked into this like heightened, panicked kind yeah. of state of a room. Like yeah. I was not in the headspace that I wanted to be to have my baby. Yeah. And um, I, Alison was like, okay, well, do you want to try a bit of gas? That made me feel sick. It didn't work. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't breathing correctly because I was panicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of talked about some morphine. Mm-hmm. And again, it was really not what I wanted, but I think at that stage I thought, I'm like, if I'm only two centimeters and I've got all of this time to go, like, mm-hmm. give me the morph. Like, mm-hmm. I want this. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to hurt babes if it's not within two hours of birth, like, usually. Well, it's not as bad. <laughs> so we had it, I had it, and then 10 minutes later I said, I've got to push. Why? And Alison looked at Tom and kind of was like, oh, like, we could have a little while of this to go. And I said, no, I can feel like I've got to push. So in that stage when I was losing my mind, we were actually what? In, transitioning. Yeah, which in hindsight, like no one was to know. I didn't know. Like I didn't know. What and you're only like two centimeters. Wow, and so that's crazy. We went from that to go time, and she was out in like three, two or three pushes. What? So it was just. I wow. actually think I went into a state of shock after Absolutely. I had her. I was like, whoa. What, what the just heck happened. just happened? Like, yes. And I was then a little bit sleepy from yeah. the morphine too, so we were both kind of like, whoa. Like I, but do you know what? I got off that – I came out of that birth and I was like, that was amazing. Like I felt yeah. I felt really good and I was like, that it was just incredible. Like, good on But you. my body did that. Like yes. I, was so, I was so proud and that was my first birth. Absolutely it is. It was just amazing. Yeah. And we got, you know, that – golden hour of skin to skin beautiful she didn't do the breast crawl or anything she was you know early and quite small a bit high yeah so we you know she we had to get a bit of help with the feeding side yeah. of things and we stayed in ho- hospital for a couple of nights um which was fine mm-hmm. um so I didn't get my didn't get the water birth that I had thought that I wanted oh um, okay we, but it I guess then when we talk about Jude, I didn't have it either. But I guess I'm a bit of a land dweller. Yeah. Maybe I just don't want – maybe I was just not meant to birth in water. So, yeah. Yeah, so overall it was an incredible experience. And yeah. then having the continuity of care with Alison through Coast Life was amazing too. Yes. She came in every day to check on me while I was in hospital. And yeah. was there every step of the way when I had amazing. issues with feeding. I really credit her. And she's a lactation consultant. She's a lactation yeah. consultant as well. And then, you know, her paired with my incredibly stubborn personality <sighs> and Tom's, you know, unwavering support, like no matter Aww. what I wanted to do, we got there with Evie and I fed her for two years. So Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how many weeks postpartum would you say you felt confident in feeding Evie? Do you know what? I would say like a couple of months. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really good for women to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a couple of months and like um, I think as well it kind of ebbed and flowed a bit for us. Like when I was stressed or worried, my milk supply would drop yes. as well. Um, and then I'd get bouts of mastitis and blocked ducts because Evie's latch wasn't fantastic. Then yeah. my milk supply would drop again. So it was just like a labor of love. Like I really – Yeah. I remember one day Evie hadn't um, really gained much at all and still had a bit of the jaundice and Alison said, just go to bed you know, strip off, both of you have a breastfeeding holiday, just do skin to skin all day. She's like, don't yes. leave the bed, have Tom deliver you food, yes. just make a day of it and just stay there. And it really, really helped. Oh, that's great. That skin to skin is so huge. Like even if they're 
six fussy, weeks or whatever. Yep. Yeah, fussy. Like just putting skin to skin like 24-7. Put your wrap on with no top or bra yes. on and just get them on there for a really long time. Especially yep. if people miss that golden hour. Yeah. Strap them on I'm for so, a good long time. I'm so grateful that we have that we were able to have that because mm. I can see how, you know, and we just have the delayed cord clamping and all of so all good. of the other things that I wanted with Evie. Yeah. And as I said, I I just still look back on that birth so proudly yes. because it was just such a fast and furious yes. labour. Um, yeah, and I, you know, a lot of people have said to me, oh, you're so lucky you, you have fast labours or you, you're lucky. I'm like, they, like, take a lot of, mind power yes. to get through it because they really are you have no easing into it it's just yeah. absolutely so she, I think she was about seven or eight hours yeah Jude was again a lot quicker than, than that so see that's so funny you say that because even as midwives and yeah lots of the public are like oh quick labors are the way to go you're so lucky all that and one of my great girlfriends who's done on the podcast as well had what we'd call a precipitous <gasps> birth, so a really quick birth wow. for her baby too. It was six hours or something. Yeah. And she was maybe 41 weeks. Her waters broke. Within half an hour, she was contracting three and ten straight to the hospital. And, yeah, she said, to be honest, it's actually not all it cracks up to be. Yeah. Like, I'd rather a 12-hour labor that had a bit more easing up into it, yeah. had a bit more break in between the contractions yeah. rather than half the time, but crazy intense. So you can try all of your tools. Like I had a whole bag full of stuff I wanted to use. Yes. I had oils. I had, you know, all of these things that I thought that we would get to use and I had visioned this time like at home. Yes. Which, which we're obviously never going to get anyway, but I visioned <laughs> this time at home of just yes. Tom and I like, you know, waiting yeah, waiting for it to happen, just, yeah. you know, and getting to rest and things like yeah. that too. But, you know, because – my water had broke at about 11 o'clock at night. We were both really tired already. Like Tom and yeah. I were both really tired. And then, at, you know, to birth her at like 5 o'clock in the morning or whatever, yeah. 5.45, it was just, yeah, we were came out of it and we were like, whoa, what just happened? Yes. He especially would have crashed straight after. At least you've he, got the hormones keeping you up. Yeah, the poor bugger, he looked so tired. <laughs> and he even tried to rest in the early labor yeah but it was really not like it wasn't I needed his help from, yeah from then on yeah um but I yeah yeah so so with her your pre-birth preparation you said you did yoga and walking did you do any classes like through Coast Life yeah or? we yeah. did the classes through Coast Life which were amazing you know yeah. they I just felt very well informed and that's why I felt so confident in the decisions that we made in the birth, like to get the checks and to yes. take the pain relief and things like yeah. that. Like I felt really all over it. I felt yeah. so informed and I was that's like, yeah. That's the best. That's, yeah. Yeah, you know, the risk versus benefits and you are making an educated choice that you choose this. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, perfect. Yeah, I never felt railroaded into anything. Yeah. And same as the um, lots of conversations. Yeah, why do I looking right at me now? We might need a booby break. <laughs> yeah. He um, and the fact that you guys said when the doctor said tomorrow we're going to induce you, you were like, um, not necessarily. Yeah, there was absolutely no way that was happening. Yeah. And even with like, the GBS swab, like I was like, I don't, like no, I'm not Good having it. And I didn't feel like bullied or Good. um pressured to do it. I just said no. I'm yeah, like, it's fine. I don't. Want it, don't need it exactly. And some poor women, not that they get bullied into it, but if they get told to do it, they're just like, Okay, I'll do it. I'm told, yeah. And it's yeah, it doesn't have to be like that. Like, yeah, people aren't going to bully you into it or force you to do it. You just need to 
be able to say no. Yeah. And know what you're saying no or yes to. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So all okay. All amazing experience. And, um, yeah, and then we decided it was time to give Evie a little sibling. Yeah. So, How old was Evie? Um, Evie was well. She's three and a half now. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's so, a good gap. Yeah, yeah. So, um, talking about the prenatal and the um, birth with Jude, we I did the pregnancy test and I got the positive result. And Tom and I agreed, like, we're not going to tell anyone for a little while. Like, it was kind of in the midst of COVID, and everyone was like, "Oh, COVID baby," but it was, it was planned <laughs> all that. along. But you know, like, yeah. we, we really wanted a family member yes. to be now so yeah it wasn't that at all I heard that whole COVID baby assumption it's yeah. ridiculous isn't it and Tom was like you, you haven't told anyone have you and, I, and the only person I told like I, as soon as I've done the pregnancy test pretty much I sent a photo to Alison I'm like oh yeah you're my midwife again <laughs> and she was so excited she's like oh I've been waiting yeah. for this so that was you know to know that I was going to get that support through that journey again was yeah. like really amazing the best. I just knew I'm like oh this is going to be so good yes um but I guess I should probably touch a bit on my postnatal with Evie how different it, yeah. it was like I kind of knew during my pregnancy how I was going to do things differently with this baby with Jude because yeah. I you know the postnatal with Evie it, it was tricky like yeah. I didn't probably have enough help um, um, and Tom Tom had seven weeks off work, so it was a decent amount of time, but we were both kind of like, what's going on? Yes. Um, and the breastfeeding thing kind of threw us a little bit. Because um, you had to get readmitted to hospital. Yeah. Yes, she had breast, right. breast milk jaundice. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, there was something in my milk that was making her have the jaundice. Is that right? It's different to breastfeeding jaundice, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so she, I, I assume that that's what you meant. Yeah. So oh, I didn't realize that. It's, it's, I don't quote me. I don't. I don't know, <laughs> but that's what they said there. So that was horrible. Yeah. They had to put a little cannula in her tiny, tiny little hand, oh. and I didn't actually realize how traumatic that was for me as a mum yeah. until we kind of spoke about it um, with a psychologist later yeah. on. Because I was like, I really am panicking. I don't want that to happen with this next baby. Like, I need to make sure everything's perfect for yeah you know so that I don't have to be readmitted to a hospital again so yeah it was really yeah. yeah it kind of scarred me more than I thought Fair um cool. seeing your tiny little baby get taken back it was yeah not nice but we you know we we're out really quickly like she was, yeah she was fine yeah um but yeah this this next postpartum period we kind of made sure we had help in the form of like I've got some beautiful doulas from birth mamas who have yes. been amazing and I've kept kept in touch with my psychologist as well. Just Good. after Evie, I was diagnosed with postnatal anxiety. So yeah, it was just important for me to make sure that I had all my ducks in a row. And yes. yeah, what stimulated you to start seeing the psychologist? Um, I went to my GP after I'd had Evie, and oddly enough, it was like. Oh, she was well over the age of one and I was feeling oh, wow. shocking. I felt okay at the start, like energy-wise and whatnot, yeah. and then it got worse. Yeah. Evie's sleep and everything got a lot worse as she got older yeah. as well. Like I shouldn't say worse. Like It is completely normal and we probably need to normalise infant sleep a bit more. Like, right. And rather ask rather than asking new mums, how's your baby sleeping and things like that? Yeah. Like, Ask how you can help because I had a lot of those questions being like, oh, is she a good sleeper? And I'd be like, 
oh shit, I'm failing as a mum. Like she's shocking. Like she'll only sleep in the carrier uh, and she wants to sleep in bed with us. Hello, that's normal. Like, yes, yeah, let's normalize this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I was just really tired, like trying to get her to fit this idea of what a baby should yeah. be. And that's so not Getting fair on five hour break oh. at night time and all this yeah. rubbish. Yeah. And that's so not fair on the baby either. No. Or the child. So no. we just like I mean we did listen to our heart. We never we never did any sleep training or anything like that. But I felt yeah. like we were kind of punished by some people for it as well. Like oh. Oh, why wouldn't you just fix that? Like it's a problem to fix. Right. So I think that kind of played into my yeah. mental health a little bit as well. Yeah. So went to the doctor <laughs> Uh, hello. 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 Good morning. Hello, darling. Um, and so I went to the doctor for a checkup and I'm like, I, I want all these bloods done, like being the nutritionist that I am. I'm like, I think I'm deficient in this, this, and this, and yes. this is why I'm feeling this way and I can fix it and that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I'm kind of like pushing any mental health stuff to the back. Right. And she kind of gently talked to me about you know, postnatal anxiety and depression mm-hmm. yeah. and referred me to Lisa Lindley at um, Sunshine Coast Psychology and she oh, specialises yes. in, um, you know, antenatal and postnatal depression in women. So oh, she great. has been incredible. Great. Um, so I've kept in touch with her. Fantastic. And she, oddly enough, um, the day the day before I went into labour with you know, had Jude, yeah. I called the clinic in tears because I was so stressed that I hadn't had him yet. <laughs> yeah. We're on this time limit and I'm like, I'm just feeling like, I'm like, I should have had this baby by now. Like, yes. what's going on? And um, they were like, oh, she's booked out until like June. You know, she's uh, yes. just, she is so hard to get into. And I said, oh, she did say to me if I needed her, like, to call. Uh. And um, they're like, okay, we'll, we'll just go and chat to her and we'll get back to you. Yeah. And um, Good she, on you. And she, um, she saw me that she, we did a video call 10 minutes later and she talked to me and really, you know, really, really helped to reassure me and make me feel, yeah, she's amazing. She hadn't started work yet either. She just was like, oh, I'm here already. Let's just have a chat. Oh my God. Is that grunting on me? Yeah. (laughs) That's right. We'll get him some booby. That is the best, um. Like patient care, like how, what a lovely relationship that is that you and her have now. Yeah. With that, like her doing that for you is pretty epic. So, so appreciate it. And um, I, I, it was funny enough, I think I must have just needed that emotional release with Jude because after yeah. I'd had it, I just, I went to the bathroom and lost my mucus plug. Isn't I was it? like, oh, I just had this big teary to Lisa and then. Wow. Yeah. And that happens, so awesome! Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So, but yeah, so then you fell pregnant with Jude, Mm. and you didn't tell people for how long? Um, a couple of months. Yeah, which was tricky because, um, like I really wanted to tell certain people, like and parents, and yeah, just we kind of wanted to tell people in the flesh, but it was hard with COVID. Yeah, so true. It's not the same. Sending someone a text or a phone call no. saying that you're pregnant, like it's such a huge deal. We did Skype for both of our parents. Nice. Our, yeah, parents and siblings, which was really cool. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So then how was your pregnancy with you? Uh, I was a little bit nauseous at the beginning, but I was not sick. Like I was oh. not sick to the point like I was with Evie and I just knew, I'm like, I think I'm having a boy. Like this is so different already. Oh, yeah. So different already. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so with him it was pretty cruisy. I got a bit of the pubic symphysis pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a annoyance, but yeah. um, 
I managed it really well with seeing a physio really regularly. Yes, great. The Cairo and um, yeah. doing some physio lab Pilates, which I cool. think really helped. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So that was epic. That was good. I yeah, put a lot of effort into making sure it didn't get any trying to make sure it didn't get any worse because I had a girlfriend that had it was really debilitating for her oh, I just so really felt for her and yeah I thought I'm like I can't you know I don't really yeah. want to go through this not that she had any control over that yeah either. yeah yeah just yeah yeah one of these things have a nice drink there Bubba yeah, drown him in breast milk. <laughs> yeah, he's doing some loud swallows, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's not a quiet baby when he feeds. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Um, beautiful. And you were doing the private midwifery again with Alison. Yeah, so that's been perfect. That was incredible. There were a few like um, times when I needed a bit of emotional support this yeah. time. She knew what to watch out for with me as well. She, you know, you spend the better part of a year with yeah. this one person in the first journey and you get to know them really well and then by the second time it's like you're you know old friends like you know each other really well so she was really great I felt like I could go to her yeah anything which is so so important during pregnancy I think to feel like you can trust your care provider yeah and that you can just go to them yeah whatever like and not feel like it's trivial or yeah that they've always got time for you yeah yeah that's how I felt yeah, I Good. Like I, she always had time for me. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, beautiful. And then what happened with your birth? Oh, um, Jude made me wait until I was 41 weeks and by this time I was like losing it because yes. I just had it in my head. I'm like, oh, I'll have another 37-weeker. I was prepping for that mentally. Yes. I'm like, you know, I've got to have – I expressed a whole heap of colostrum She's still yeah. sitting in the freezer. I'm keeping it for colds and flu season yeah. this year. <laughs> I'll end up, probably end up having to donate it, won't I? But yeah. it's better to have had than not had, I guess. Yeah. But I was really preparing for a 37-week baby and the days would tick on and I'd get – I've got a lot of niggles. And I think I was even – I messaged yes. you a couple of times and I'm like, oh. Today's the day, so and like, I can feel it. Yeah, I'm like, are you on? Are you there? Because I know that, you know, we had to have a second midwife come in when yes. birthing at the hospital. I was so hoping it would be you. Oh, yeah. Because um, I should note as well that I met you during the um, – had a body balance workshop because little Jude um, was in um, reach position until like 34 weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, – so we did your body balance session. He'd actually turned like the day that we'd yes. come to do it, which was fine anyway because we wanted to keep him there. And I religiously did that body balance flow until we had him. Epic. Um, and it just was a good thing to concentrate on for me and made me feel like I was being really proactive. Absolutely. And it felt, felt good. felt good to move your body. Yeah. So it was just, yeah, so Perfect. nice to have you to be able to come into our home and do that with us, especially with little Evie running around. It was so, so nice. I love doing little private workshops yeah. and coming into your space and doing it in your own way, yeah. especially because then you can use your own equipment, like using your couch and whatever yeah. for some of the poses. Because you were 34 weeks doing it, is that right? Yeah. Perfect. I think it was 34. Yeah. yeah it was because I finished work not long after and I finished work quite early. Perfect. Yeah, so that was that was really great. Um so I took some of those tools into the birth and labour as Beautiful. well. So um, Alison was really great this time with like being able to help me um, during, like she knew what I'd need during the birth. So we got some different tools in place this time. I'd done a calm birth course last time with Evie and cool. didn't really 
vibe with me that much. Like I liked some of the information in it, but it didn't, mm. I don't know, it just didn't really vibe with me. Like I did that on top of the Coast Life education. Yeah. I, I might have been information overload, I don't know. I remember Tom's, Tom wasn't too keen on the calm birth, was he? I think he Your got partner. out of the first labour and he was like, well, that was ridiculous. <laughs> like as if I'm going to be able to tell her to breathe a baby out. Yeah. <laughs> She would have slapped me if I said that. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, yeah, it was just a bit, I don't know. And I remember there was one line in it particularly that had me feeling a fair bit of shame after my first birth. She kind of said, um, when you hear women in that, with that really high pitch screaming, she's like, that's a woman that's lost control. Aww. And I was like, oh, but I, I, like, I don't feel at any point that I, like I'm, in hindsight, I don't think I lost control. Like my body was going through transition. Heck yeah. So I had to – I talked to Alison a fair bit, like, as my labour progressed about this shame that I was holding about yeah. the sounds that I had made. And she's like, you make whatever sound you want during labour. Absolutely. And she got me reading that um, – is it Rhea or Ray Dempsey? Yeah, Rhea Dempsey. Rhea yeah, Dempsey. she's epic. Yeah, she had me reading um, Beyond the Birth Plan. Um, yes. And that, like, talked about, I guess, some of my behaviours in labour and why I might have done them. And that Absolutely. was really great. You were listening to your body's natural instincts when you were making yeah. those noises. Yeah. Yeah. And then in I read, um, and Tom read it as well, because I guess he wanted some different tools to use this time. Legend. Um, he, we did the Juju Sundin's birth skills. I've heard of that one, actually. It's really good. It's like the, the power of distraction. And yes. it's like, so tapping things or counting or like, um, she uses some stress balls too so yes. I used, I did use the stress balls in my birth with Jude which oh, I found right. really helped so I just I've actually never seen a woman use a stress ball in labor yeah it was really good cool. and like grabbing it and like tapping it on the side of the yeah those kind of things like distracting your mind through the yes. trans, through through the contraction so yeah it's a great book I really That's I liked it and yeah. I think Tom felt a bit more like involved and proactive rather than just telling me to breathe absolutely men like to have physical tools to be able to use whether it be a ball or a massage or whatever but sometimes I think the the words that they you know in quotes should say um not overly helpful yeah not overly (laughs) helpful yeah they can feel a little bit like that's not enough yeah which is understandable too especially in that time of transition like you really all got to step up hey you know and you've just got to ride that wave. Like, you're going to not lose control, but you're going to get really heightened in yeah. that moment. And yeah. um, you've just got to you've got to be cool with it. Tom's got to be cool with it. The midwife, we all have got to not let it stress us out yeah. and see it for what it is. Yeah. Although in saying that, at the time, like, at least with Evie, you would have thought it's not transition. You would have thought this is just labour because you're only two think any of us thought. It was transition. No. I think maybe we just thought I had a low threshold. Right? Yeah. She was just losing it. Yeah. Oh, crazy. You, hey. You don't know until you know. Yeah. That's the thing. So we knew this time. We like. Yeah. And yeah. But I'll get into Jude's birth. So yes. We kind of go into a little bit in there with how we how we progress through it, like as a team, I guess. And yeah. Um, but the day that – so the day before we went into – I went into labour with Jude, I um, had that phone call with Lisa and lost my mucus plug and I excitedly messaged Alison. I'm pretty sure excitedly messaged you. Yes. Life is on. Yeah. And then um, Tom, we sent Evie to be with mum and dad because at this stage I was really stressed because they come from a 
town in central Queensland. Yeah. Ages away. So um, they'd had to book a whole another week of accommodation. Yeah. Mum and dad promised me they're like, we're not going until we see a baby. Like, oh, it's fine. That's nice. I just got the guilt because, yes. like, it's a, you know, it's a cost and it's their time and, you know, you just, it's silly because they... You can't control it. It's like I can't control Jude's sound. <laughs> the birth story of Jude and Adele. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so um, we sent Evie to be with mum and dad thinking that it was going to happen quite quickly. Yeah. But um, we watched a nice movie. Alison was like, watch this movie. It's a nice lighthearted movie. Get that oxytocin flowing. Yes. You know, by this stage I'd tried everything. I'd done the acupuncture, Cairo walking every day I've done raspberry leaf tea I've done you know I was throwing everything yes. at it and I remember like, sending you a message have you tried this this is you're like Ames come on yeah I've tried everything yeah <laughs> if I never have to look at another date in my life I would be so happy like we went yeah. through I think we worked out like a few kilos worth of dates wow like, from 37 oh it was disgusting that would be so hard yeah so I'm, I'm kind of off dates and raspberry leaf tea fair call um, but yeah, I went to, so we went to bed and nothing, I woke up and nothing. And I was like very upset. And then mm. I was laying there and had my hands on my tummy and I'm like, I can't feel him move. Yes. And I just freaked and I, I lay there for a bit longer and then I still couldn't feel him. And normally when I, he was like, I could feel him within like 15 minutes of yeah. waking up Yeah, and I still couldn't feel him move. And, um, I had actually unfortunately had someone that I know during my pregnancy have a baby born sleeping. So that was really, you know, that was in the back of my mind. Oh, absolutely. It would be. And That's awful. It was honestly heartbreaking. Um, and I Especially called, when pregnant, like... You know, obviously awful, awful for yeah. her, but when pregnant, that's a really hard story to hear. Yeah, and yeah. you kind of try not to take things on as your own, but, it, yeah, I panicked and I called yeah. Alison. It was about 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I can't feel him and was just beside myself. And she said, just go, get in the shower and, you know, have some brekkie and then we, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, I'll come right over. So she was on her way over anyway. Yes, yeah. And so she came over and we did the... Doppler and she yeah. could find him and I had felt a few faint moves since then but they yeah. weren't the same yeah. and oddly enough like I'd gone into hospital to get the CTG the night I went into labour with Evie and yeah. it had been for reduced movements as well but I don't know if it's because of the shape of my uterus or what but yeah. who knows who knows I don't it's a little mystery yeah. but um so Alison said I think based on you know what you've how far along you are how do you feel about going to the hospital for a CTG like yeah. she gave you know I guess her advice and yeah we, Tom, we talked about it and of course like we just wanted to know he was okay yeah so because you can only tell so much from a Doppler yes yeah, yeah that's what she explained as well like she's like I don't know anything apart you know yeah. apart from that we've got his heart rate there so yeah so we went up and um, we had the we went to hospital and had the CTG and I guess started discussing induction at that stage. Yeah, and um, that was something that I had a lot of anxiety about. I did not want an induction, um, mm. but I'd kind of come to the term like you know my baby hasn't moved properly. I think this is the path mm-hmm. we're going to have to go down mm-hmm. because at the end of the day he needs to be safe. Yeah. Um, and I knew that I was going to get the right support with her and Tom. Like, I, I just yes. knew in my head and my heart, I'm like, I know I'm safe. Yes. 
and um, and it's not like you were super early. You were forty one weeks. It like was, it was just yeah. Mm. I think this says a lot about our little dude. Like he was slow to turn around, and now he's like yeah. he's a very chill little character. <laughs> um, and so we yeah, I could just tell like Alison just she. I don't know, she looked, I said to Tom, I'm like, do you think she's pissed off with us? Yeah. I'm like, like, we're we're up early or something. And she's like, I've just got to go and check on something. And she went out of the room and came back and then her whole demeanor changed. She's like, oh, thank gosh. She's like, he had me a bit worried there for a bit. Like he wasn't really moving. So they picked up the heart rate, but apparently the CTG looks at movement as well, which is part of the picture. So she's like, I I feel a lot better having seen that now. So she was... She was clearly a little bit worried as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we made the decision to induce with her breaking my water. Yeah. And, um, and you weren't to, feeling any niggles at that point. Yeah. I've been niggling for weeks. Like, I feel oh, like it was yeah. just getting to the point where I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like, that person that's pregnant forever. Yeah. <laughs> In the Guinness Book of World Records or something. I'm forever pregnant. Yeah. Um, so she, we talked about the option of, like, just putting the cat, the catheter. Cannula. Cannula. Yeah. Catheters for the weed. No, That's cannula. right. <laughs> cannula in my arm, my hand. Yeah. But in case we needed to go down the path of the drugs. Yeah. But we were going to just try and break my water and see what happened. Yes. I was just quite confident that that was all it was going to take. Like I just, I don't know, I just had this feeling. Yes. Because um, I was getting contractions on the monitor. Yeah. And then once the water was broken, it was on. Yes. Um, which was really... I say that all the time at the hospital. I really wish for our inductions we just like um, routinely broke waters and let women go for a walk for four hours or so and see if, you know, labor starts on on its own, especially if they have low risk and, you know, it's just post-dates that they're getting an induction for, especially multis. Like, let them go for a walk. Why do we – and it's actually discouraged at the hospital to not start the drip straight away. Like, so if a woman comes in and says – I want to get my water, uh, like they're coming in for an induction. I just want to get my water broken and then hold off for four hours. It's discouraged. Wow. Yeah, but in the end, obviously, it's the mum's choice. Yes. I don't know why we don't do that more routinely. Well, yeah, I was, I mean, yeah. It was. It worked, worked fantastically for me. I walked around the room for a little bit and then Alison was like, why don't you go out into the corridor? Because there's a nice big long corridor and there's no one here today. It's a Saturday. Like She's yeah. like, go and pace it. We went out there and I just felt so exposed. Like I automatically knew I wanted to be in that little nest. Yes. I wanted to make that room my space and that, yes. was, that was it. It was funny. I got a quite a big contraction as we were walking past one of the birthing classes. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, guys. This is ah, my exhibit A. <laughs> yeah. And this is what happens. Yeah. Um, and so we just went back to the room and I put my music on. Tom went and got a coffee and Alison yeah. stayed with me. And I, like, I felt like it was really quite on from the from the start, like it was yeah. only a five-hour labour, so it, it was. So good. So we, yeah, um, they both just helped me through like a bit of the like, counter pressure on my back. Tom was rubbing my back with some clary sage. Legend. Just letting me go for it. But whenever I'd get a contraction, like I just want to hold him. Like I've yes. just wanted him in front of me. I'm like, Tom, like I yes. need you now. Yes. And so like I'd just kind of hang off him. So good. One and really made an effort to make the noises that I need to make, but I kept them really low this nice. time. And I was nice. so mindful of that. I'm like, this is baby, like moving you out now. Yes. Um. And I must have been like starting to get, I guess, quite 
restless, like I was on the ball and then Good. pacing the room and Alison's like, do you want to get in the shower for a little while? So yeah. I had the room all dark and my lovely little electric candles in there. So good. Just in the shower for a while together. Um, and Because when she did that rupture of membrane, mm. sorry, were mm. you dilated at all? Yes. Yeah. How much? Do you remember? Oh, I think it was like four centimetres oh, by that wow. stage. Like it was quite. Yeah. And she said it was really like short. My yes. cervix was really short. She, Fantastic. She's like, I can reach it really well. Because I should mention as well, I'd had a stretch and sweep done like cool. a couple of days prior. And she's like, you know, it's shortening. and Yeah. Yeah. Great. So. Yeah. Great. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it was all, you know, and I made that decision to do that as well. Like that yeah. was no, no pressure at all. No. I just was kind of getting over it. But, um, yeah, I should mention, you know, for people that are thinking about induction because they're simply over it, like yes. the difference between having a little 37-week art to having a dude at 41 weeks was incredible. Like he came out ready. He came yes. out ready to feed. I had no problems in that department. I think if Evie had just baked a bit longer, yeah. it would have been so much easier. The postpartum would have been so much easier. So they're yeah. worth the wait. Worth being patient for. Yeah. yeah. As hard as it is. As mm-hmm. hard as it is. And I guess I had that other pressure of like thinking, what am I going to do with my toddler, you know? Yeah. I was worried about Evie. I wanted her to be with um, – like either my parents or Tom's parents yes. or like a really close friend, but she was going away. Like I yes. just needed her, her to be with someone that she really knew well yes. to feel safe yes. um, during this massive life change. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're in the – back to birth. We're in the shower for a little while. Yeah. And then Alison was like, I might start filling up the pool. And I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah. oh. I'm like, <laughs> I think you're being a bit uh, – like I'm like, what if I've got ages to go? And she's like, and what if you don't, Adele? She's yes. like, she's like, I'm not getting caught out again this time. Yes. She's like, I should have, you know, we should have filled up the pool last time when I was kind of getting quite restless with Evie. Yeah. But, you know, what happens when you put a woman in there too soon, sometimes it can really slow things down. Absolutely. So it's best to delay and that's what she'd done. And now this time she's like, no, let's fill up that pool. Yes, good on her. So Which we, is, again, another benefit of the continuity of care yeah, with the midwife. that's right. So she, good. She knew the birth from last time. So yes. We um, got in the pool and um, I was there for quite a while and that's when I was in transition in the pool. Like I was yeah. like, I can't do this and I want to do it and, you know, using all of those negative kind of words yeah. that have no space. So Tom put on some – I'd found a wonderful affirmation track uh-huh. from a, a doula in – the Gold Coast, I should give her a shout out, but I don't know yeah. who it was, but it was amazing. It went for 20 minutes and we just had that on loop and I had actually listened to that every single night from about 30 weeks. I'd plug it in oh, and I was listening that? to it and I was like, oh, this, I can do this and I welcome this and yeah. it, it helped to a point and then it got to one of the words after we'd been listening to it for a little bit and it was, um, she said... I am loving my labour. And Alison looked at Tom and Tom's like, I think I'll turn it off now. <laughs> Let's put the music back on. So we had had my birth playlist because I I just love, love music. So we put yeah. my birth playlist back on. Beautiful. Um, and then we kind of talked about what the next step was going to be because Alison said to me, she's like, do you feel anything, Adele? I'm like, I actually feel like I can't. I'm like, I don't think I can birth in the water. I'm like, I can't. I feel like I can't feel. Like I felt so weightless. I'm like, I feel like I wouldn't be able to feel. 
Interesting. And so she's wow. Like, do you want to get on the bed for a little bit? And I was like, yeah, yeah let's do it. And I, I'd asked, I'm like, can I please just have an epidural? I'm like, I just want to sleep. I'm like, can I just have that? And I'll just have a little rest. She's like, no, Adele. <laughs> and I'm both like, no, like get on the bed and try a little bit of the gas if you want. And um, I was managing my breathing a lot better this time. Well done. Just with that practice and yeah. getting on top of a bit of the anxiety. Like I yeah. was able to do that so so much better this time absolutely and so we got on the bed and um I had the head up and was leaning over it which is exactly how I birthed Evie oh yes so you were on your knees leaning over the back of the bed that's great which is exactly how I birthed Evie oddly enough so cool um had a bit of the gas and I'm like I feel like his head is coming and yeah yeah that was yeah we got the second midwife in and yeah. you know, I feel like I didn't even feel her presence there. She was just, she was Beautiful. there as, you know, there as a support yes. just in case, but yeah, it was just amazing. Just having Tom and Evie, uh, Tom and Evie, Tom, Evie was definitely not there. Tom and Alison there. And yeah. Alison said to me, she's like, yeah, I see his head. And she started to get teary. She's oh. like, oh, I don't normally cry until the baby's here. But she's like, we were just both so emotional and yes. I started crying. I'm like, I can't believe I'm about to meet my son. Yeah. Um, and so it was so a couple cute. of pushes and he was out. Amazing. Like, I panted through them. Like we yeah. talked about that a lot in my antenatal classes, uh, antenatal appointments with Alison as well, yes. like the breathing through the pushing. Yes. Or, you know, trying to breathe baby out rather than push because I did tear with Evie. Okay, yes. And, um didn't tear with you oh my gosh isn't that amazing yeah so I really put it down to that really like panting and controlling things yeah and like the perineal massage beforehand and probably being in the pool for a little bit beforehand too because everything would have softened yeah so I really put it down to that and I just remember like he was a bit shell-shocked when he came out because it happened so quick so he was like whoa but um, absolutely. Alison passed him up to me, and I turned around and we did that beautiful skin to skin, and the everything was, you know, the placenta, the cord was we waited Delay. till it went till it was white till we cut it. Yes. Um, and we were going to wait for my placenta to birth naturally, but um, with the shape of the uterus that I have, we were a little bit worried about like retained placenta totally. and. Um, we were willing to wait, but we, I got a fair bit of bleeding. Okay. So we talked about it and just, um, yeah. the, the injection. Yeah. 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 And I birthed the placenta and everything looked great. Looked great. It was just had a funny little like fatty deposit in the middle, which could have been from again, the shape of my uterus. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you keep your placenta at all? No, yeah. no, I That's didn't. Fine. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like toyed with the idea, but um, yeah, I guess I weighed up the evidence for me and was like, no, I'm happy yeah. just to let that one go. Yeah, absolutely. Fair <laughs> call. Tom got a bit gross. He's a, he's a pharmacist, so I think he's very high <laughs> science minded. <laughs> he was like, yeah. yeah. What are you doing with swelling your placenta? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that it's his say and he would, you know, yes. he doesn't have to allow me to do anything. Like He would support it. He would support he it no to. matter what, but he'd probably raise an eyebrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely oh beautiful and then yes yeah, so Jude jumped on pretty well straight away for breastfeeding didn't oh, yeah, he I feel like he's not, never got off yeah <laughs> five he's, weeks later he was a little chubber when he was born and he's a little chubber now he just oh. loves the boobies so breastfeeding's been an absolute dream this time around so amazing it's been really easy fantastic yeah, really easy 
fantastic. Yeah, and um, and here he is, almost double his birth weight, only five weeks old. <laughs> yeah, he loves the booby, and I'm I'm just so grateful to have the gift of breastfeeding. Like yeah. um, Evie got sick in the first week that we had Jude home, which was really scary, you know, with uh. the newborn. So I um, expressed a bit of milk for her and gave her some of the colostrum from Great. the freezer, and she was better in no time. And I just think. What Amazing. a gift, you know, what a gift to have to be able to... Yes. Yeah. Well, have you... I've heard of um, cancer... <laughs> that was a nice little bit. Yep. Good bit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cute. Um, yeah, people like cancer patients and stuff like that have yeah. been having breast milk and there's been study shows that they actually get better quicker and all yeah. this sort of stuff. It's amazing. Human milk it? for humans. It makes sense, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> yeah, it does. I might not put in my coffee every day, but if I no, was to get sick, I might no. dabble in it. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Evie tried, when Tom gave it to Evie, she was like, what the, like, what is this? Because she <laughs> obviously had been a year and a bit since she'd have it. She was like, what the Yeah. Has she been enticed to breastfeeding, seeing Jude breastfeeding? No, but whenever he makes a sound, she's like, mom, he needs boobies. <laughs> so I think it's like just a cure for everything and what I used to do with her and yes yeah. yes oh that's so cute so just a few quick questions to wrap up our birth story what was the hardest thing for you to give up in your pregnancy was it say alcohol or cheeses or coffee if you did or I see I don't do any of those things yeah. um, like I don't really drink I don't I do decaf coffee and yes. soft cheese. Like, yeah. And if that was on a platter, that would be tricky. But um, yeah. maybe even just, like, changing the exercise I did because of the pubic synthesis. Like, yeah. having to surrender to, you know, you're going to have to really, like, you're not going to be able to march up and down the beach every day. Yeah. You're going to have to take things really slow. Um, Absolutely. Not doing my – I was really loving doing bar classes, so not doing that anymore. Like, yeah. Having to embrace moving in a different way. Yeah. For nine months. That is really hard. Yeah. That is really hard, especially because exercise, not only is it a physical thing that when you're working hard to make your birth as natural as you can, you quite value your exercise yeah. that you do, but plus um, it's a mental health thing as well. So when you Huge. can't do it, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. So that was hard. Mm. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us for our birth story podcast. Thanks for having me and letting me, yeah, wrap up my birthing journey. Absolutely. Now I'm like, after having Jude, I'm like, oh, is it really over? Yeah. <laughs> Just one more, please. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But it's been beautiful experiences both times. So, oh, so yeah. beautiful to hear. Yep. And you deserve it. You worked really hard for both of your pregnancies, did all your physical preparation, all your mental preparation. And it just goes to show, like, yes, you can't control every single aspect, but you can sure as hell influence your birth experience. Yeah, totally. And I, I think as well, I had a couple of comments on, like, how much kind of we were spending on this. And it wasn't, like, uh-huh. just from, like, oh, we're doing a poo now. That's a <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, what they say? Don't work with kids and animals. Yeah. <laughs> so just, like, people being like, oh, wow, like you're really kind of throwing everything at it. And I'm like, well, Tom and I, like we live really simply as a family. Like we live in a little two-bedroom apartment. We, yeah. you know, don't go on lavish holidays. We don't have heat. We have one car between the two of us. So yeah. I'm like I'm investing this time, effort and money into our pregnancy and our birth because yes. it does matter. Yes, <laughs> and like you it. value that more than you value these other 
yeah. material things in yeah. your life. And like yeah. no judgment to anyone. No. Like that's just you choose what you choose. But yeah. yeah. And I think now as well in the postnatal period, like it's kind of felt a little bit indulgent having my two beautiful doulas from yeah. birth moms, Caitlin and Ash. But I tell you what, they have just done wonders for my mental health and my the family like they just yes I can highly recommend like you women of I don't know I feel like we tell each other not tell each other like society tells us we're not worth it we're not worth these mm. good experiences that it's yeah indulgent yeah oh that's a bit precious love you don't need yeah oh. you are so worth it and it yeah. is so worth it and that your mental health is worth it and your babies mm-hmm. are worth it like mm-hmm. it's just absolutely happy mamas happy bubbers happy families absolutely yeah Absolutely. It is so worth it. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you got some good insights out of Adele's birth story. I know I definitely did. The biggest takeaway for me, I would say, was the importance of postnatal care, especially if you don't have family and friends around to play a huge role in that definitely getting some sort of doula or coast life angels or whatever you need cleaning service food service to help you through this time is so important and you are not being entitled or precious by wanting and needing that help you deserve every second of it you just grew and birthed a baby so if you want it you go get it I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. See you next time.